Rhythm, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD. When we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you got to get geeked up. So sit back, relax, and get comfy. Lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten. Coming straight out of Gotham. Out in the Meadowlands, welcome to episode 105 of Strand of Gotham. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Make sure you check out all the other great shows by clicking the drop down on the BOF webpage and checking out uh, just what everyone's got to offer you ELTD, uh, Batman Book Club. Uh, Raimi Review, Batman Animation, uh, Bat of Social Hour. There's a ton of, of great shows uh, for you to check out. So please head on over there and uh, pick something to listen to. I am your co-host from the other side of the Hudson River, senior contributor to Batman on Film. I am Peter Amvera. Today we're recording on January 22nd, 2023, the day after the New York Giants died. And as always, we have a great show for you today. But before we get into the good stuff, I would like to remind you, all our faithful listeners, if you take the time to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts, and we read your review on air. You have just won a Straight of Gotham prize pack. So get those reviews in like Rotten Tomatoes. Now, let me introduce you to my partner in crime, the man who has been dating Zach Wilson's mom since week 15, ladies and gentlemen, a junior Batman on film contributor, Eric Holzman. <laughs> that is completely false. <laughs> you can deny, Pete, deny, Pete, deny. Pete has been I've reading the Inquirer and, and all the tabloids. Because that is completely false. I may not read Zaddy Print on Twitter, but I read the National Enquirer. Because Zach Wilson's <laughs> father is a very big man. <laughs> Could he take Aquaman, though? Could he take Aquaman? And, uh, yeah, he might be able to. I don't think so. A large man. <laughs> I'm a little bit... I'd be, I'd be a little intimidated, not going to lie. Oh, wow, so, really? Yeah. Interesting. That is very interesting. So, Pete, the fact that you mentioned... Um, the Giants losing. Uh, our super fan Chris is not going to be happy. <laughs> about- well, I'm sorry, Christopher, but uh, <laughs> they gone. Fly yeah. Eagles, fly! Oh, geez, the road to victory. He's even doing the song. <laughs> I get, I can hear it from here. <laughs> I'm sure you're not that far. I'm pretty much in the middle between New York and uh, New York and Philadelphia. That is true. <laughs> yeah, you are. That's funny. But uh, no, it's um yeah the day after the Giants Eagles game the Giants obviously lost they got destroyed, um is what it is, but we are in the thick of the NFL playoffs so yesterday as well the Chiefs won so Kansas City's back in the AFC Championship game, Eagles are in the NFC Championship game and today we have two more games we have Dallas um who are they playing again Niners San Francisco yeah. Dallas, San Francisco, and then we have Cincinnati and Buffalo in the AFC. So we will have our, yep. our championship teams after today will be set. Nothing would be more amazing than a Dallas-Philadelphia NFC championship game. Drive the could Giants happen. fans miserable. It could happen. Love it. It could Bring happen. Bring it on. Uh, very well could happen. But, yeah, we were talking a little bit about blah, 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 before we came on air mm-hmm. about the if Buffalo wins, it'll be a neutral site AFC Championship game because of the whole DeMar Hamlin situation, uh, making that game not happen. And then, you know, they didn't reschedule it. So 
Um, I know, Pete, you said you wouldn't want that. To me, it'd be kind of interesting just to see what, what it's like. Because the NFL has been dying to do this. They want to have neutral site championship games. They've been wanting it for years. Really? Yeah. It, it, it just seems – I get why the Super Bowl is neutral site, but it seems weird. Like, you'd want – you'd work for home field advantage. You'd want that advantage going into the Super Bowl, right? I feel like it's something to play for, you know? I agree, and I've never liked the fact that the Super Bowl is played in a neutral site. I feel like – Well, if, it wasn't last year. Well, the year before either. Tampa yeah, won. Which is Tampa. funny because <laughs> we've, we've always said that. Like, when's the first neutral site Super Bowl? And then we get two in a row. <laughs> yeah. So – uh yeah, it really wasn't either of those years. So, but yeah, this is a uh, you know this is the exciting time if you're a football fan uh, when championship weekend comes, uh, especially if one of your teams is still playing. And we have we have friends who their teams are still playing. So, uh, you know, it's gonna be interesting to see how that unfolds and then see their reactions to it. Um, as we all know, I uh, I cannot stand the Dallas Cowboys, even though I'm not. An NFC East, which is guy. even weirder to me. But uh, is it just because there's so many cowboy fans in the area? That's part of it. Um, I don't like the. I understand why they're called America's team, but I like to me that was so long ago. Like they're not anymore. They haven't been relevant really in 30 years almost. So, like I don't understand. Well, it's either you give it to them or you give it to New England. So pick your point. It would have to be the now if you're going to pick a team that's America's team. I would definitely for this generation, it's definitely the Patriots, Mm -hmm. and that burns me even more. But that's more apropos. uh, It's they they were there first. Let's be honest. That's kind of how a lot of the history works. At least when it comes to sports, like the Cowboys been around since the '60s, right? So you know, no, right? I understand. They they had a dominant run. You know, so I get why. I just. You know, I feel like you need to evolve with certain things. <laughs> hey, sometimes so, uh, you just got to be the first one in line. That's what it is. That's what it is with them. So, uh, yeah. So the football is almost. Yeah, football. I can't believe football scene's almost done, though. Crazy. Yeah. I, uh, Crazy. I, made, I made a fried chicken wings last night, actually. You made them? Yeah, I made my own chicken wings. It, it takes forever. I only have a, I have a small uh, uh, deep fryer. Nothing not too big. Usually just use it for shrimp on Christmas Eve, but um, it was fun. It was I tried a different couple of ways. I tried them naked, and then I did one dip, and then I did a double dip. Try to make them extra crispy, and you don't need to make them extra crispy. <laughs> That's a lot of breading. Was <laughs> it? Um, it was good though. They were really good. I tried different. Were they sauces. the full size wings, or did you just do the drumettes and? I I cut them into uh, flats them. and drums. Okay. And uh, it was a lot of fun. The whole process was fun. I enjoyed doing it. Um, but yeah, like. You could totally just roll with that. For me, I was like, man, the naked wings were so good. Just salt, pepper, and then deep fry them like that, and then put my sauces on after. Like I was like, wow, this is this is really good. I was really happy, you know? Because every time you get wings from someplace, they're never good, I feel like. There's only so many places, like like a wings place specifically, that I would get wings, or the Chinese restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Well, the Chinese like restaurant wings from a pizzeria. If I get wings from like a pizzeria, I feel like they're not even cooked, you know? The Chinese Listen. restaurant ones have like they taste like the noodles. I always, dude. It's every. That's why, like, it's everything yeah. in that deep fryer. It's the egg roll. It's the noodles. <laughs> it's the shrimp toast. That's why everything come out of that deep fryer tastes so good because you, because it was like you don't have to. They never change the oil. You know that that yeah. oil's in there all day. So like you know you call like eight o'clock at night at Chinese restaurant. You probably order three fifty. You know, <laughs> that's a lot of shrimp toast to go. 
<laughs> exactly. Lord knows what's been, what's in that oil <laughs> when you get it. But um, well, you taste it all, which is fantastic. Yeah. But back to my wings, I did notice I needed to season the batter a little bit better. It okay. kind of came out bland. Like the chicken was chicken came out juicy. Like, dude, these are like some juicy chicken wings. Okay. I was like, when you make them yourself, it comes out so fresh. You're just eating it right out of the deep fryer, you know? You know, like you try to let it cool down and de-oil a little bit. But yeah, got to awesome. put a little bit more uh, spices into the uh, the flour mixture. But overall, like I was really impressed. I was, it takes a while, but it's it's fun. It's a good time. And I was like, man, I was like, man, chicken wing party. I just need a bigger deep fryer. <laughs> Do you use um, just like salt, pepper, cayenne pepper? I mixed flour, salt, pepper, onion, garlic, onion powder, garlic powder, um, Cajun two-step uh, from, yeah. from my guy, uh, uh, what's it called, Stale Cracker, um, and then a little bit of cornstarch, you know? Right. Yeah, for cake and yeah. Uh, just mixed it all in. But I just I just needed more of this. I needed more of the other spices because it's just it tasted. It's kind of just tasted like crunchy flour. So I need mm-hmm. probably need a little bit more salt. But overall, it's like I'm heading in the right direction. Like back number two is gonna be on point. Yeah, so, that's what it's I, fun. I mean. Anyone who like loves chicken wings, like I've had this deep fryer and we never use it. So I'm like I, I was like I want to try using that deep fryer to make some fried chicken. And I've been looking up recipes and everything like that. And you know, you know, it's all it's a lot of fun. So. Maybe next time I'll get a couple thighs in there. Yeah, I mean I've I've done it before. Uh, I agree with you. you. You know, you have to keep trying after the first time uh, to perfect it. But it is it is there is something to be said about making your own as opposed to getting them somewhere. Uh, you know, it's, it's different, and ex- they're extremely fresh, obviously, because they're right in. Right yeah. in but you know, like I'll take this over K. I'll take like homemade fried chicken over KFC any day. You know, like. I still like Popeye's. It's hard for me. Like, I'm like, yeah, Popeye's is delicious. It's crunchy. It's spicy. And they got Cajun fries. <laughs> I know. Popeye's is, you're right. I love it's, Popeye's, man. It it's sits like, like a favorite. rock in my stomach when I finish with it. But man, I love it, it, man. It, it tastes good going down. They got this like rice and beans thing yeah. on a side dish of Popeye's. I was like, I thought I was just getting rice. But then when I get halfway down, I got to the beans. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Oh man, I was just so, yeah. But I had a lot of fun making the chicken yesterday, man. It was a blast. I, I basically spent the whole game of the Kansas City Jacksonville game um, making fried chicken. That's what I was doing in prep of the Giant game. That's good. Yeah, I haven't made wings in a minute. Now you've kind of inspired me. I have. It's fun, have, man. Give it do 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 it. It's it's great. I have to buy some, or I have to buy some chicken to do it. But yeah. Sounds like a yeah. good idea. I could even do them in the air fryer if I want to be a little health conscious. Uh, I don't have one of those. Everyone tells me they're great, though. I see videos all the time. I see people making, excuse me, people making eggs in the air fryer now. Yeah, there's a lot you can do, and there's a lot of people do uh, with them. It's basically just a, a, a convection oven that's not, it's smaller, so it the air moves faster in it, and mm. that's basically what it does. But it's but like I just couldn't like when I heard someone made like. An omelet and then pancakes. I was like, how are you making pancakes in the air fryer? And yeah, they the- use, people are using coffee filters yeah. to separate, like create layers in them. And I was like, that's fascinating. Yeah. I never would have thought of that hack. This guy made like six pancakes in his air fryer. That's fantastic. Yeah. I was like, man, I'm, I do not make good pancakes. They, I, I'm not, I'm not good at pancakes for some reason. Like I cook a lot of stuff, but for some reason, pancakes is one of them I can't do. Well, I've it's something that's one thing I've been making since I'm real little because I love yeah, pancakes. pancakes. Yeah. 
I've always so. been more of a waffle guy myself, so maybe I've never really had the desire for pancakes. Right. But I don't have a waffle iron either. I don't know if I'd be good at waffles. If I can't make pancakes, I don't think I can make waffles. The batter's pretty much the same. You might put right? like more vanilla in a waffle because mm-hmm. some people don't put vanilla in for pancakes, but mm-hmm. that's about it. Do you want to go to IHOP? <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I haven't eaten breakfast yet. So was that was there a new be... meal, the Tutti Frutti McFlutti? <laughs> they had something on the <laughs> it's not new. It's something they brought back. It's the season. Yeah, it's new now. Yeah. Like It's new for the season. It's the Rudy Tutti Fresh and Fruity. That's what that's it's called. Right. That's what it's called. Lauer going to go frolic his way over there right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Justin wouldn't come with us. He doesn't like IHOP. But other than that. Why? We could, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't like the Batman either, though. So He's such a conundrum. He's so weird. <laughs> he's the weirdest guy I know. He really is. Like, he tries to play it off like he's normal, but he's a psycho. <laughs> he's he does. Psycho. We all have our things, right? We oh, all he's crazy. Things. Unbelievable. So, yeah. It has been. So let's let's get into it real quick. Let's get into the news. Uh, I actually want to lead with this because it was the most the thing. The best thing I saw last week uh, was the Scream trailer. Um, yeah, dude, Scream's back. That looks so good. Like literally. And I'm. it's weird saying that because Sydney's not in it. Mm-hmm. But man, like I was super I was so worried about how they were going to do New York. And how they're going to do this story in New York. Mm-hmm. But if the trailer's any indication, this is going to be a wild a wild ride. I'm interested to see what it's like. Uh, I'm a kind of skeptical. I didn't like, as many people didn't, the whole ghost face with a gun thing. You know, I, I just kind of like, that kind of took me off a little bit. Um, I think the trailer looks good. It looks like a fantastic horror movie. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering how Scream it's going to be. You know, I thought the shrine was a little weird, but I want to see it in context. Uh, I'm just kind of tiptoeing, you know, no Nev is a little bit funky for me as well. Right. So like, yeah. but overall, like it looks like it'd be very scary. You know, it looks like it's going to be very suspenseful. It's going to have a lot of twists and turns. So uh, I'm anxious to see it. I'll be there. I'll be seated opening night and I'll be checking it out for sure. But, yeah. um, you know, just cautiously optimistic. It looks like, and this version of Ghostface looks particularly brutal. Um, yeah. The mask looks, the mask looks a little aged. It doesn't yeah. look as white. Right. You know, maybe this is a, a ghost face as, you know, we've seen the shrine, obviously in the trailers, who has been studying these other ghost face for a while. I, I wonder what the connection is this time. You right. know, curious I don't to see where I they go. Bring it back to Stu, something to do with Stu's family, but interesting. That's a good that's a good call. Right. So uh, we did know. get we, to, we also guess. got huh? I wouldn't even know where to. to that's the thing about Scream is like you wouldn't even know where to guess to begin. It's like, really tough. I know. You know, like who would have thought of Roman for part three? You know, that, I know. That's, you know that's just far off. So we did see the return of the one character. We saw Kirby, uh, Hayden Panettiere's character from Scream Four. She showed up mm-hmm. um, in the trailer. So we knew she was going to be in the film. We actually got to see her. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be interesting yeah, to see that's how been she rumored ties online in. for a while, and I know her yeah. her like questionable death at the end of Scream Four because you never see the body like everyone. <laughs> I know, wondered, so it's cool that she's back. Yep, and she says, "Yeah, we have an interesting history." Or she says something like that in the trailer, like we all have mm. an interesting uh, past together and stuff. And, and so I it's love Scream be, Four. Yeah, I do too. I'm a big fan of the movie. I liked it. So um, it's really I haven't hated any of the screen movies there's one system i like better than others but i mm. haven't hated any of them i haven't thought any of them were unwatchable or terrible or 
uh, anything like that. Again, it's going to be interest. It's going to be interesting and weird not having Sydney in the movie. Um, I do hear she's referenced. So yeah, there's some connection there. They they keep saying yeah. there's connection. Like there's a reason they're saying like you know they're going to try to get her back for six, uh, seven. Right. So well, they know what they have to do. Just got to pony up. Like that's <laughs> that's why she's not at this one. So you just got to pay her. That's what she wants. You know, she deserves so, it. But I just, I keep thinking, I mean, we haven't seen the film yet, and we'll talk about this after we see it, but I'm like, okay, you're doing New York for six. What are you going to do next? L.A. Oh, no, they did that. That's three. <laughs> yeah, they did that in three. Um, I don't know. We'll see. So you do like Chicago or? I don't know. You we'll bring s- it back to Woodsboro or you pick another small town in America? Well, if you think do about it, it all, how many of them? How many of them actually take place? I get three of them do, I guess, right? Because one well, yeah. takes place in Woodsboro, two takes place out in. College. Is she in school in California? Yes. And then three takes place in basically LA. Hollywood. Right. Four's back in Woodsboro. Right. Five's back in Woodsboro. You could go back to Woodsboro. I feel like yeah. it's the one horror franchise that doesn't really stay in its hometown when you think about it. I know. That's what I said. They should do it in Alabama. Jason went to Manhattan once. Freddie went to Crystal Lake once. Yep. Jason went to Haddonfield. Bring it to Strong Island. Do it in, in, in Abbeville. You have the Amityville horror tie-in. You could do something like that. I don't Oddly know. enough, Michael Myers is the only one who can drive, and he's able to get. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he doesn't really go traveling that much, except for H two O, right? So yeah, but yeah, that was the for me at least in the last week from all the news that we we have. It was a kind of a slow news week, but from all the stuff we got to see, that was the one that that stood out to me. I'm very very excited about this movie now, and I, I can't wait to see it. So it's 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 always had me excited and interested, mostly because like I was like, "Ooh, how are you going to do Scream without Sidney Prescott?" Right. You know. But and then seeing finally seeing some like actual like real real footage, you're like, "Oh wow, this looks intense." So I want to see what they have up their sleeve. I want to see what they're coming up with. Yes. So we'll see. Um, we also got a little bit of a teaser for Invincible season two, mm-hmm. um, which looked pretty cool. You know, they don't really give much away in it, but. Um, it's basically a conversation between Mark Grayson, which is the lead, which is um, Steve Young's character, and then Alan the Alien, who Seth Rogen plays. <laughs> and they're sitting at a diner having a conversation. Uh, but it did give a little reveal that uh, <clears throat> we're going to be getting it at the end of the this year. So last time we said it's going to be sometime in 2023. Now we know it's going to be the end of 2023. So I hope this is good, man. They're taking forever. I know. COVID slowed it down, but because this show was so amazing, it was. Oh my god this 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 animated show took me by total surprise. I could not believe how good that was. Voice me cast, neither. story, uh, animation style, just everything. I was blown away. I forget why I watched it. I don't even remember why I watched it. It was just I was looking for stuff to watch. I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. It was, you know, I I knew of the book, but I never read it. I heard Nico talk about it a lot on Twitter. That's kind of where I first heard about it. Because mm-hmm. I never knew, even knew about the comic book, and then like I, you know, it's COVID time, so I'm just sitting at home wanting to watch something, and I don't know how I stumbled upon it on Amazon Prime, and then it just all kind of was like, all right, let me watch it, and I was like, wow, yeah, one episode in, I'm like, this is awesome, yeah, like we said, the voice cast is just fantastic. Like, there's, I mean, J.K. Simmons, obviously Steve Ewan, I've already mentioned Seth Rogen, Mahershala Ali, uh, Zachary Kinto, Mark Hamill, like all these. Uh, what's big- your name? Who plays? Uh- the mom sure her voice is good too what oh what's her name sandra oh yeah she's awesome yeah 
So like the who's who of actors that we know are lend their lend lent themselves to this project. Uh, so yeah, it's been um, it's been great. I can't wait for it. But yeah, now we have a little bit. We give you a little bit last week that it was coming this year, and now we're giving you a little more that it's the end of this year. So you'll get that going forward. Uh give it to me, baby. Yeah. So let's jump into Joker. All right, the Joker. Uh, it's always a good topic to discuss, and of course, we Barry Cohe Hogan played um the Joker in the Batman, and he recently discussed about would he want to return to Matt Reeves Gotham, and this was his quote: "Definitely, definitely, definitely, because I've got a few other things I'd love to bring. Actually, I have this little half moleskin book I've been writing in a lot, and so yeah, I want to show people what that is. Obviously, I'd love another crack. I've got a ton of back work done on him." If an opportunity does arise, you know, they make the call and I've got to respect that. So I, from the moment I saw him, I wanted to see more of him. So I'm, I'm great if they do go back to him. I wouldn't want to see him in this film, though. Uh, the second film, I'd rather see him in the third film. Uh, whatever Reeves is planning to do, Reeves can do. You know, like if that's how his story goes, then so be it. Like, it doesn't matter to me. Um but uh, I mean, I definitely want to see more of Barry, even if it's just a little bit teaser or more. Uh, that's fine. Um, but I definitely want to see more of this, just because I, I don't even really know what he looks like. I know he kind of looks all bubbly and gubbly. <laughs> he just doesn't yeah, look attractive. He, he kind of looks like the, the the show we don't talk about version of, <laughs> of the Joker. I, uh, I, if you want to lean that way, sure. Uh, but I got to see it first to, to do really anything. I can only piece together like two half images from two various right. scenes. Right. Um, so I'd love to just get a better look at the guy. Uh, but I'm interested to see what he does. Um, everyone says this guy's a great actor. The only thing I really have to judge him on is uh, what's that? Eternals. Like, Eternals. Yeah. Uh, that's really it. Um, so. Well, if you get to see the Banshees of Inisherin, uh, which just came out this year, it's actually out on video demand on video on demand right now, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. It's not like it's it's a what is what is that? What movie? What is that about? Like what is that? Is it it takes place banshees? in Ireland. It's about these these two these two guys in Ireland who are friends mm-hmm. who they live in this small town and they do the same thing every single day and it's mm-hmm. about their relationship. And um Eric Yogan's character actually isn't is a, 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 a supporting character in this. But he's fantastic. He steals the movie. He's he's the best okay. thing in the film. So the the whole movie is perfectly acted. Colin Farrell plays the lead. Uh, Brendan Gleeson. Oh, the, okay. I know what movie you're talking about now. This, yeah. is, this yeah. is the movie he was doing, uh, the Irish movie that uh, Penguin yeah. was doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but if you get it's like if you if you like really good acting, watch this movie because that's what you, that's what it is. It's very just a very well acted film. It's a Reno movie, and he's fantastic. So, it's a Reno movie. It's a Reno movie. <laughs> I like those kinds of movies too. Reno's like, yes, yes, yes. I watch a movie about cinema. Yes, you watch these stupid, <laughs> bombastic, stupid, stupid little bullshit. I watch a real movie made by real director. You pitiful American viewer. <laughs> I love how you make him Russian. It's great because <laughs> I like when Reno says Russian oligarch. Like he just makes me laugh. <laughs> okay, uh, it just makes me laugh. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Laugh. Ha ha. Has bula. All right. So, moving right along, there was a lot of d- discussion 
uh, when James Gunn took over, James Gunn and Peter Safran took over for took over to head DC Films or DC Studios, there was a lot of discussion, a lot of little news, little blips of news came out, and one surrounded Jason Momoa. Uh, he said he was teasing, like, "Oh, I have you know, there's something big to talk about once they let everyone know and all this other stuff." And people automatically were assuming that he's playing, he's going to be playing Lobo and leaving the role of Aquaman. Well. Uh, he did a version of he did a episode of the Variety Studio, and he was at the Park City Festival, talking about the being narrator of the new documentary called Deep Rising, and it came up. Uh, now, Deep Rising, honestly, does that sound any more ridiculous than Rusty Piers? <laughs> it sounds just as porny. I'll okay, say that. okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, when it, when a real director does it, it's okay. But when Peter says it, everyone goes, "Oh no, he can't say these things." I never said that. You did. You were like, "Oh, Rusty Pierce." It's so you can't say that. It's a porno. No, I just said it sounds like a '70s porn name. Oh, uh, you're trying to censor me. <laughs> I didn't say you're that. To censor me. I didn't say it was bad. I'm perfectly fine with it. Nally. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yes, um, he did say he will always be Aquaman. Um, so this is, I'll read the quote that he said when he was actually talking about Aquaman. The beautiful thing about Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is me and my partner wrote the first treatment for it. And it was about a 55 page treatment. And a lot of it has to do with me talking to the UN about what's happening with the melting ice caps. There's no far off galaxy coming to destroy us or aliens from another place. It, it, it's us ruining our planet. We need to get together and save our home. And then he concluded, I'll always be Aquaman. Ain't no anyone coming in there and taking shit. There might be some other characters, too. I can play other things, too. I can be funny and savage and charming. That line makes me think that the logo thing is very, very real. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh, Kowalski! <laughs> oh, let, me just, let, me just, oh, let me get that out there real quick. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I said this a while ago. I retweeted it. I think Momoa's going to start double-dipping. I think he'll, you know, he'll probably be Aquaman for a while, and he'll probably be somebody else. Uh, somebody I was talking to on Twitter said Vandal Savage. I think he would make. He looks That's like possible. Vandal Savage. Yeah. I don't think it will be Vandal Savage just because Vandal Savage has a tendency to go straight up against the Justice League. Right. So to have Momoa fighting Momoa might drive people crazy. That's why I think Lobo is a little bit more of a safe bet because. It's kind of more of a guy who kind of just deals with space-oriented people. Like, you're not going to see Lobo uh, ducking it down with Aquaman too much, I don't think. At least not from what I've seen in animation and print history. So there's no real history there between him and many other characters. Also, like, Superman and stuff. Maybe some Green Lanterns. But uh, I think the Lobo thing may come to fruition. And, uh, you know, Lobo is, like, one of those characters that I've thought I'd ever see a Lobo movie. Do I want a Lobo movie? No. But if they make one, I'll be there to watch it and check it out. And I hope it's fantastic. So. Do you think it would be the un, under the black label late and not? They, have, they don't have, but <laughs> black I mean, label is almost do. like the DCEU. Like it's never was really a thing. I know. I just call it that because I don't know what else to call it. So that's why I call it the black the, label. The non-connected shit? Like, yeah. No, I think Lobo is hardcore connected shit. Okay. okay. I think, yeah, like I think Lobo is a part of a grander universe of space beings and like, you know, and he is, lore. Right. I'm just trying to wonder. I'm just trying to figure out how they would. He's got to be connected because I think you got to have some sort of powered super being going against him. I think he's the the antagonist of the movie. So, all right. Well, again, I like Jason Momoa in these roles. So whatever they <laughs> whatever they give us, I'm good. Yeah, uh, whatever he plays, I'm good. Mm-hmm. He's he's such a charismatic guy, and 
you know, he could, he's kind of like, he's very much like the rock in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, so I'm very, very looking forward to whatever they have for in store for him, whether it's Vandal Savage, whether it's Lobo. And of course, I hope he still continues to play Aquaman, even though I'm available if they need someone to step in. That I mean, that's true. <laughs> I mean, if you want, if he wants to, you know, pass the torch and you actually and actually give you credit for being the true Aquaman, that's fine. And then you could be the Aquaman of the connected universe and then he could go and play Vandal Savage. That's cool with me, too. Right, like I think that'd be fine. I think that's I just, actually. I, I just if they if you are brought on as Aquaman, then that does mean that Amber Heard's time as Mara has passed. So I would imagine it'd be Zach Wilson's mom, because <laughs> she looks good. She looks good for her age. She does. She does, she does look good. I just maybe so. wig, dye her hair red should be fine. But I think that'd be fine because you guys are good. You guys would have good chemistry. Obviously, you have good chemistry. You guys have been dating for a while, but. <laughs> I would not be opposed if Amber Heard stayed, though. Just, just putting that out there, would not be upset. Eric would be fine with Julia Roberts. <laughs> with Julia Roberts, she what? looks good for her age. Yeah, why not? She's still a beautiful woman. <laughs> oh no, I did not say that at all. I didn't say she was. I just thought it was a very weird pull to play to play Mira. <laughs> so that's all. I thought it was a weird pull. That's all. All I'm saying. All right, so we could we already mentioned James Gunn. Um, and there was a story that came out that he might want to bring his uh, Guardians of the Galaxy cast with him to de- to do some DC DC work. So, I saw a bunch of idiots on Twitter complaining about this because apparently you can't be in a Marvel movie and a DC movie, and I guess those people just weren't around for Ben Affleck's Daredevil or Michael Keaton in Vulture. Or- they're probably yeah. around for Michael Keaton as Vulture, but you know, certain not people, Batman. You know, <laughs> yeah, they're probably uh, you know, yeah. they they they're more of a Gen thirteen crowd, I'd assume. Yes, but this was his quote. He says, "The cast are like my family." Speaking of the Guardians cast, I cannot tell you how close I am to Chris Pratt, Pom Clementi, Clementi. I can always say her name wrong. Um, Dave Bautista, Zoe Saldana, and Karen Gillan. But I also know I will work again with all those people individually again. Probably at my other job. So, I think he's talking about Pizza Hut. What? His Pizza Hut. I think didn't he buy like a Pizza Hut franchise? Yeah, I think you're right. He did. So, I mean, I would maybe would see them pop up in Peacemaker. Dude, Uh, like this is like this is kind of it's weird. It's a weird non-story. I I, we picked it because of uh, you know zaddy repercussions because they're a bunch of freaking morons but it's like tim burton brings in johnny depp and how many movies right you got scorsese and leo right. like Nolan uh, does it yeah N- nolan and oh my god what's his name scarecrow uh what he played scarecrow cillian murphy yeah he's in like everything so <laughs> like give me a break these guys you want good actors playing these characters you want these good actors and good roles and like james gunn is just a wonderful eye for talent like has he miscast anyone in any movie like, let's be honest. No, he really has So, hasn't. like, when I see the Zaddies complaining, it's just like, God damn it, I wish you guys would shut up or just drink bleach or something. Well, they don't, I mean, they they never, they didn't want him to take over anyway, so. Yeah, I know. I just, they're just, they're just horrible people. <laughs> Not all yeah. of them. Uh, 99.9. Some of them are, nine, some of them are nine, nice people. Nine, 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 eight, nine percent. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, moving right along with um, speaking of the Guardians of the Galaxy, we do know that Guardians of the Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is coming very soon, 
And we finally got another image of Will Poulter's Adam Warlock, who, man, I was so surprised they didn't include him in the first phase because he has such a huge role in the Infinity Saga. Uh, so I was very surprised they didn't include him in that first grouping. But yeah, it's got- like uh, Gunn was always teasing it for this version, this volume of Guardians. Like he, he seems to have been building up to Adam Warlock. Right. So it's been it's been. And it's interesting to see him come out. I like Will Poulter as an actor. Uh, I think he's fantastic. A lot of uh, people so. did not like this costume design. That was fine. I don't know. People complained yeah, too much. Yeah, it looks good. Like you guys, it's guys. I all see it in the movie. From... Like I saw it in a still shot for like Entertainment Weekly. Like, give me a break. Right. <laughs> and he made this weird face. I was like, I don't know. I'll wait till the film. Yeah, I mean, he looks. It looks fine. I think the everything that I've seen so far from the film visually looks good. Uh, so I'm really I hope it's better than two. It. I do not like two. What? Yeah, I, yeah, well, we know that. I, like, I did not I like, like to either. I don't like Guardians God. 2. Yeah. It's actually the only gun movie I don't like is Guardians 2. I felt like when, after I watched it, I remember the day I went to, I went early. It was on a Friday. It was an early showing, and it was pouring out, just terrible rain, and I drove all the way to the theater to see it because it was playing. I got this. Um, It was at the Regal, a Regal Theater that's probably like a half hour away from where I live, and they had like these... um souvenir like tickets the big ticket with the picture mm-hmm. of them on it and stuff i'll never forget how upset i was and i'm like i drove in all this crappy weather to come here for this crappy movie <laughs> i was so annoyed yeah but, i just felt like a little bit doubled down too much on what worked in yes. the first one and i was yes. like yeah this is you know you just went to the well too often here but hey look yep. everyone's into hey look francis ford coppola directed Gar- uh godfather 3 everyone is entitled to a dud <laughs> <laughs> so but yep Guys, definitely take the take a look at the Adam Warlock stuff. If you guys have anyone out there is is uh more knowledgeable about the character and you want to let us know what you felt, yeah, let us know. Yeah, Paul Herman. Yeah, Paul, if you're listening, definitely. I'd love to know what you guys thought. So, all right. So we have some old Eric Holzman, champion of Long Island, sleeping with the women, getting it in, (laughs) getting it in. Great. I love when you do these. <laughs> I love when you do these little songs. A little song, a little dance. Batman's head on a lance. <laughs> Tell me, what do you know about? Yeah, isn't it? Oh, good old Jack. Good old Jack, yep. still the best there ever was. Yeah, I mean, That's if you're looking, guy. if That's you're looking guy. for the the most accurate depiction we've gotten so far, that's probably it's got to be Jack. Maybe it's yeah, got to be Jack. Got to be Jack. So never rub another man's rhubarb. So awesome. Unless it's Eric Holzman. Then <laughs> rub away. Rub dub dub. Eric's tub. <laughs> so it looks like we might be getting uh more box office returns for Black Panther 2, this time coming from China. Dude, uh, this story is nuts. I had no idea that China I mean, I, it's, uh, over the past couple of years we know how like the Chinese government is weird. <laughs> but yes. when it came to movies, I didn't know they were this evil. <laughs> Without getting too political, yes, the yeah. Chinese government is weird. It's <laughs> weird. <laughs> so yeah, so this will be the first. Uh, these will be the first Marvel movies to show in China since Endgame, and then Spider Man Far From Home, which is bonkers, right? So yeah, so uh, and they usually do very well over there. So they will be setting a release. Dude, there. imagine how much did, it wasn't Far From Home, right? What? What was it? Which what was the Spider Man movie? Far From Home. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say, like, imagine the money for what would have made if they added to China. <laughs> <laughs> I know, 
would have been nuts. Oh man. Yeah, definitely wow. would have been even more. Black Panther's gonna make so much more money. Like watch out Avatar. It's yes, it's definitely gonna make I mean it, they're releasing. But what was the reason? It was no more the reason they didn't want to show the movie. I they're stingy I don't really with know. the villains. Like they don't like villains that are too too powerful or something like that. Yeah, I don't really know um why they don't show them there. It's always some kind of moral reason why they don't release the films over there. And I couldn't I couldn't think of why they wouldn't put Wakanda forever. I have no idea. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't, what would Namor be? Why would that be? I don't know. Have you seen it yet? I actually haven't either. That's the okay. crazy part. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm actually, at this point, I'm waiting for it on demand just because it's com- it should be coming next month. Yeah, it should be. You're right. So I have literally like a week to wait and I, I work the next two weekends. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. But China will be releasing well, Wakanda Forever on February 7th, and then Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania will be released on February 17th. Yeah, we'll And that's the that same day that it's released here. So, uh, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what that does to the box office numbers for that, specifically for Wakanda Forever, since it's already been out here. I want to see if, what kind of boost oh, it gets. What kind of, well, man. That's like, what do you think? 400 million at least? I, it's hard to guess without knowing how many theaters they're going to release it in over there and what the deal is, but I would, that seems like a high number. Do you think that'd be um, high? Well, yeah, I mean, China's a big country, man. Endgame made 632 million in just in that territory. Uh, so, so you want to say closer to two to three? And yeah. And the original Black Panther only grossed 105 in okay. China. So yeah, maybe, but this movie's got different buzz on it. Right. Maybe two. 230, 250 in that range. Okay. I could see. We need Mendelssohn on. Um, He's good at this yeah, stuff. Yeah, we do actually. He'd I'd probably... love to watch you two debate Star Wars. <laughs> All right, you guys argue about shit I don't care about. <laughs> Let me know you're talking about Batman. It would be it'd be cool to have him on just to talk about that though. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. I think he, uh, he, the man's a human calculator. Yeah, box office stuff is always... It's always intriguing to me because I don't understand a lot of he's like. The, he's probably the only guy and... who writes for Forbes right now that I, I probably trust. He doesn't anymore, though. He writes for somewhere else now. Oh, good. So Forbes is useless. <laughs> yeah, he writes. I forget where, but he does. Yeah, no, he moved over to a different publication. All right. So. I did not know that. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> yeah. So, and sticking with Marvel, uh, we know obviously that their slate. Uh, is always pre-planned years in advance, <laughs> but um, apparently they're going to be delaying some of some of the shows that they have coming out. So this is what we know: uh, What if was originally set to arrive late last year before moving to early this year, and now will be released next year? Mm-hmm. Um, Echo isn't ready for 2023, so that's moving back to early 2024 as well. And Agatha Coven of Chaos, uh, which was confirmed for winter of this year. Um, sorry, no, it is confirmed to release for winter of this year, so that's staying. And then they have, uh, no, I'm wrong. I'm reading this wrong. I apologize. What is going on <laughs> on that island? I know. No, it's it was confirmed for 2023. Who's now smoking weed here? Now, <laughs> <laughs> now it's not coming until 2025 after Daredevil: Born Again. So. So it sounds like Daredevil. To me, this sounds like they're putting a lot more effort into Daredevil. Yeah, 
It seems yeah. like Daredevil's a priority now. I, which would make sense. I mean, it's it was also such the a- longest show they're going to do. I think they're going to do like a CWC, uh, which is going to be like 18 episodes. Oh, they're going to do like an Andor. I think it's going to be a long I season. Feel. I don't think this is going to be a short eight episode season. I think this is going to be one of the longer ones. Well, that'd be good. As long as it's good. Well, I, I mean, I give them, I, I have all the faith in them. Yeah. Especially after She-Hulk. I know it's completely different, but like, I know they're going to hire the right people for the job. Yeah. Well, one thing that is staying is Secret Invasion, which will be coming this spring. And mm-hmm. I'm really interested in that movie, uh, that show. That looks good. Yeah. Uh, anything they delayed, I'm, I mean, like, it's coming. Again, as long as it's not canceled, I'm fine. Did you, you know? see the other story that was tagged in this specific one you sent me? No, was this a Yahoo, a Yahoo article? Yes. Yeah, they always tag other things. It said, Michael Bay recently denied reports that he was charged with killing a pigeon in Italy. Oh, that's just, I think that's a real story. It is, and it was put, but it's that entertainment news, really? I guess because it's just Michael Bay, but. I, oh, yeah, it's <laughs> Hollywood director. I believe he's being sued by the Italian government, though. Yes. Yeah. He it, is. This is like a real thing that's going on. Like apparently he killed a pigeon on like a transformer set by accident. They blew up something and a pigeon got away and now the government's coming for blood. <laughs> I just I was like I was like, really? Well, can he come to New York and do um that's mean, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Kill pigeons? We have, yes. We have the most gangster pigeons in the world. <laughs> you step right next to them, they just look at you like I'm not moving. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, I remember those pigeons. <laughs> So they need to come and do that. He could come here and blow something. He likes but to no, blow that a, That's a legit thing. That's what he does, though. He blows things up. So it doesn't surprise me that he did that here. All right. Sticking with Daredevil Born again, we have some casting news. So Nikki M. James, who's an actress from the book, the stage show, The Book of Mormon, uh, she has been cast in Daredevil Born again. Again, we don't know who she's playing, like we always say, but she's been cast. Uh, I saw Book of Mormon. I couldn't tell you if I saw it with her. But if you've never seen, if you're not a big Broadway, I would imagine person, you saw it, Mrs. Wilson, because she's a Mormon. They're from Utah. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it was probably one of your first dates. So, but this Miss James was she won a Tony Award for the best actress in a musical. So she's obviously a, a talented actress. Maybe there's a singing part in Daredevil Born Again that she's going to do. Who knows? You know who but, hasn't been who hasn't been cast? And Reno pointed this out. Yes, Reno. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, is the woman, the actress who played Karen Page. She's probably they have not announced her as returning. So I wonder if this also, takes place after the death of Karen, or maybe before they met. I don't know. Like I'm trying to figure out. Because I think this is a reboot of Daredevil. I don't think this is a continuation of Netflix Daredevil. I think the only thing similar is Cox, Charlie Cox. Get your minds out of the gutter. They kind, (laughs) they kind, but the but he even kind of hinted that they were keeping some stuff from the first one. At the the same time, he said it's also a a fresh start. Like he's talking both ends of his mouth here. Which that's is true, fine because right. I don't want to know until I actually sit down and do it. You know, like I want to see it and kind of be immense in this world and take it all in. Um, so, you know, I don't care. I'm, it's not something that essentially is a break, uh, like, uh, I don't know, something that'll like tr- trigger me. It's just something I'm curious about. You know, like either way. Right, it's like, not a deal breaker. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, just, I just want to know. I don't, I mean, I'll watch, I mean, obviously I'll watch it. Uh, I love the. I did love the tone of the first, the Netflix series, mm-hmm. but I mean, obviously, there's no MC- way it gets that brutal. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that bad. 
but we did get a little bit of that in She-Hulk with the with the hallway fight that he had. Uh, so even though they kind of killed it when she came in and just <laughs> beat everyone, <laughs> she just kind of ended it really fast. Oh, I did, love She-Hulk. I gotta they did kind of hinted it. Dude, you're like on an island with that one. A lot of people don't like I mean, I thought it was okay. I didn't love it, didn't hate it. It was fine. But you like your your love for that show is is of everyone I know who's watched it, you're the only one who's I will that. openly admit that She Hulk is better than season three of Batwoman. <laughs> oh no. And you all know. You feel okay? And you all know You're a little no, sick. No offense to Mrs. Abrams. Just saying. And you all know how much I love that show. But She Hulk is better. Oh wow! Okay, not surprised, but okay. I do. I... Just saying. So I, just, I don't want you guys to think that I've been, you know, sniffing crack off a of poor man's belly. Yeah. <laughs> well, you brought up the CW, and we did get another trailer. Uh, we got the trailer for Superman and Lois season three. Yeah, we did. And uh, what did you think? I'll let you go first. What did you think? I thought this was pretty heavy. Um. We also got our first look at the new Jonathan Kent. Um, yes. Um, no problems there. Um, obviously, they look different, but... but they do reveal that, something in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. We are expecting another Kent. Yes. Which I think is pretty interesting. Superman, getting it in. <laughs> you know you love to see it. Um, so I'm excited for that. Uh, Lois is missing a little bit. Looks like yes. General Lane and Superman are at a little bit odds. Uh, stakes are high. Um, it seems to be a very personal season, which I, I think is good. Um, I think they have I, – while I've really enjoyed the show, I think for s- taking place in Smallville, things are a little bit on the large scale. You don't think you know, stuff like that would happen in Smallville? <laughs> no. maybe. <laughs> yeah. You know, it just seems like it's too small of a town. Uh, I guess no Too small intended. of a ville? Yeah, you know, uh, it, it just sometimes it seems like the events there are a lot bigger than, you know, like it seems like it would happen more in a metropolis setting, you know, especially like, you know, when they all get like possessed by uh, Morgan Edge and all that jazz back in. Well, the know. thing with the mines, I think, obviously, you have to do in a smaller town. So that when they went into the mines with the with the what the red kryptonite, the yellow kryptonite, orange, whatever color it was. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I got what they were doing. Like, they did a good right? job of mixing the two. But I do feel like the events are larger than Smallville. So like to kind of kind of keep it smaller and keep it in, into the family, mm-hmm. I think is a really good move for this season. And well, it's hope, different. It's different than the past two. I was hoping that, I mean, I don't know how long the show is going to be on. Uh, it's always kind of. I feel like you got this? one. This is it. You think this is it? You don't think we'll get four? I think we'll get four. No, I think this is it because CW is changing. No, it might, it might move to HBO Max, but I think we might get another season. Okay. Hope so, so if we get, you know, or whatever they call the new HBO Discovery app that we're going to Zaslov Plus. <laughs> right. So, but I do think we they might move there and then we'll get more of that cuz I do think this show has been a very very big hit uh for the for the network and I do think mm-hmm. people love it. Uh and again, right now it's the only Superman thing they have, live action that we have. So I think they'd be unless they announce Let's Gunn finishes his treatment and they announce a film. They might want to do Superman and Lois for another season uh, just to have something in live action. But yeah, I, I really I do like where they what they showed for the in this trailer and where the season's probably going. Uh, it's I think anything that puts more puts Lois more in in, in front is good because I think she's the best actress actor on the show. So uh, and I've really liked what they've done with her character. 
So having her front and center kind of seems like is going to be cool. And uh, yeah, like you said, the new Jonathan, it's whatever. He doesn't, you know, he looks fine. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't really say anything. So we don't yeah, know much like else. Two, two quick scenes. Much else, much more than that. Uh, but yeah, uh, we see Hulkland and yeah, I mean, it looks good. It looks like it's going to be a good season. I wish we would give him trunks. So no, you're anti-trunks. I, it trunks have always been silly to me because it looks like you're wearing your underwear outside your pants. I, to me, that's just what Superman and Batman look like. That's just <laughs> that's just it. Like I'm sorry, you I'm know? not saying that's what it is. I know it's probably supposed to be like trunks are just there. You know, I like then, the way the trunks separate because otherwise, I just feel like he's wearing his footy pajamas <laughs> for both of that's them. Good, that's it's, good it's, just too it much, too, it's just too much solid color for me. I, the trunks do a nice job of separating. That's a fair way to look at it too. I yeah. never thought of that, but you're right. That's yeah, because that's that's why I said I said it just looks like underwear out the outside of your pants. Yeah. But you said or like footy pajamas. Yeah, that's probably a good. I'm yeah. I, I like the separation, like the trunks do, the, the create between like the torso and the thighs. I think it's kind of necessary from a just a aesthetic standpoint. Well, let's be honest. If they didn't wear put trunks on these guys, uh, you know, it might be a little obscene for people if they didn't have some. If they're wearing those just tights all the time, might, yeah. might be a little too revealing. So, you know, yeah, you want to keep things PG. Uh, so you know, do things like that. But I don't know. Superman, yeah, I, I real, I'm looking forward. When does when does it start? Season three. If they're showing trailers, it's got to be around the corner. Let's see if I have a date. I'll check really quickly. But I'm excited. I mean, I, I, I've really enjoyed this version of Superman since he made his first introduction on uh, Supergirl all those years ago. And I know this is a different version, but the Hoakland Superman's fine. The suit's been upgraded, and I really do think that this is a very intimate looking season. Just from the family, it seems very strong about the Kenson. The show's always been about the Kents, and it's it, it, that's what's really been enjoyable about it is when the show's been at its best is, you know, it is it is a superhero show, but it does a wonderful job of interpreting and representing small-town atmosphere. I do say that, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a different way of looking at things, I think, even from the, the original Smallville show, you know? Right. And we don't, the one thing we don't get is we don't get any like of Lana's family in this trailer. You don't see anything about her, uh, Ooh, which I thought that's last season. It's a good take. It's a good take. Yeah. We I thought last a season. Lot on them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, so they we'll kind of dominated that... the season. Yep. I thought her storyline was the biggest part of it. She did uh, a lot. She got, she was facing the, you know, the, the whole cheating scandal, yeah, the divorce, mayor. running for mayor. Yeah. yeah. Clark revealing he was Superman to her, I believe. So there was a lot of Lana there, which is cool. I mean, like we haven't gotten a lot of Lana lately until the show. Right. Uh, she had a, she had a brief run as Superwoman in print for a while during DC Rebirth. Uh, but like, when was the last time we had Lana? Was was it Smallville? I think so. Kristen Kirk. And before that was Superman 3. So characters do. Yeah. So it's been good to see. It'll be good to see what they do with her going forward as well. But this trailer does not give us any hints. So. No. Uh, and if this happens. is if this is going to be the final season, I hope they can get their version of Lex out there. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that we will. That's why I don't think it's the last season as well. Like you brought that up, and it was something that was on my mind. I forgot it, but you just brought it out. Yeah, when are they gonna? You have to have Lex, right? You think? Can't really do a Superman show without having. Where's Lex. he been? Where's he been all this time? 
yeah, where's he been? Maybe he's, they're probably going to, it's probably going to be revealed that he's the one pulling the strings. <laughs> Maybe. Because I was like, you got to be, like, isn't Lex a little bit curious? Like, what, what's going on in Smallville? Why is Superman spending so much time in Smallville recently? And why yeah. hasn't he been hanging out in Metropolis? Right? Like, don't you think, you mean tell me after three years, Lex isn't a bit curious as what's going on? I know. I agree. It does seem weird that we haven't gotten uh, anything about him, really. So we'll see what's going on going forward. All right. Thanks to our friends, of course, our our friend Bill Remy at BOF. Uh, we have a little bit of information about the next, an upcoming Batman animated film called Batman the Doom That Came to Gotham. Um, it will be released on March 28th. Uh, but then this is a little synopsis, a little tag. It puts Batman up against Lovecraftian supernatural forces, threatening the sheer existence of Gotham as he's aided and confronted along the way by reimagined versions of his well-known allies and enemies, including Green Arrow, Ra's al Ghul, Mr. Freeze, Killer Croc, Two-Face, James Gordon, and more. Um, It also takes place in the 20s, so it's a period piece. Uh, So, what do you think, Pete? This was a comic series. Have you read this? I have not read this. Um, This isn't really my thing. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Aside from like Gotham by Gaslight, I do not like seeing uh, Batman. You know, kind of dusted up in the in the old days. Uh, I don't like it when they make Batman at night or anything like that. Like Tom Taylor did that series recently. Um, yeah, like I watched it. It was kind of. It looked cool. I'll check it out at some point. But I'm this. I'm not on the edge of my seat for this. Um, yeah, it's just Batman up uh, dealing it up with like magic and stuff is okay. But when they put it in the twenties, it just this just doesn't line up with my Batman sensibilities. I see. I, I like when they do period stuff. Okay, so, that's cool. That's good though. Like you know, like, yeah. they got to get your money at some point. <laughs> yeah. So no, I, I do. I like when they do period pieces and and they put these characters in situations that I haven't seen them before. Mm-hmm. It's always interesting to see. Uh, but with the the voice cast is some of the people that we we know. Uh, our buddy Patrick Fabian will be back playing Harvey Dent. Oh, he loves me. Oh. I mean, Pat go way back. <laughs> uh, David Desmalchian, who, of course, was in uh, The Suicide Squad. As, he's a DC legend. Right. He's playing Grendon. Or voicing Grendon, sorry. Uh, David Ginatoli will be back uh, as Batman. He voiced Batman in Soul of the Dragon. Did you mm-hmm. like Soul of the Dragon? I did. I love Soul of the Dragon. So then you do like period pieces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't. It's not necessarily the period piece as much as it's just the period in which the piece is set. Okay. Like All Batman right. in the 70s, I can get into. Batman in the 20s, I can't really get into, you know? Okay. That's why I mentioned Gotham by Gaslight earlier. Well, I hope they, I mean, I hope if they're doing a 20s pe- like thing, I hope they really dig into like the roaring 20s period and maybe pro- throw prohibition in there. Stuff like that. The 27 uh, Yankees, yeah. Coming out of... <laughs> So doing stuff like that, but it's also being directed by uh, Sam Liu, great friend of mine, Sam. Right, friend of the program, Sam Liu. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to this. I'll give it a shot. Uh, again, it's going to be available March 28th digitally from Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Google Play, Vudu, and more. Um, so if you guys want to check, you can just pre-order, go pre-order as well, and check it out. You're going to pre-order it. You're going to see an opening night. I'm not going to pre-order it. I'll just watch it on digitally. That's all. Mm-hmm. So. Scalper. <laughs> but uh, have a little bit of time. 28th. So have a little time. A little bit of Neil time for Eric Holzman to get his movies in order. Yes. The champion of Long Island as he picks out 
his fair lady of the evening. <laughs> as, if I just, as if it were that easy for me. It is. It is. You're yeah. the champ. That's what you think. The Aquaman. That's what you think. All right. I think we're at the end of this one. So, Pete. I would like I to dedicate this episode to Eric Holzman, the fine co-host and even greater friend. The champion of Long Island and the captain of gray beards everywhere. He's a true inspiration to mankind and probably the most miserable Jet fan I know. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm sobbing over here. like a snake. I'm sobbing. <laughs> Who are you, Jeff Johnson? <laughs> oh, that one's for the zaddies. Uh, you can follow me on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, Mastodon. <laughs> and Zack Snyder's favorite platform bureau at Pete Illustrated. You can follow the podcast you're listening to right now, Straight to Gotham at Straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook fan page. Consider joining and following both. Everything that you hear on the show is shared there and much more. Uh, check out at Team Yellow Oval. That's a fun little side gig I do. Uh, check out my other podcast, the Italian Spider Man Coalition podcast. At Italians for Spidey on Twitter, I do that with Nicholas and Nico Caruso. Whenever the two of them get their stuff together and want to do a show with me, I'm ready. I'm ready. It's up to you, Nico. Uh, you can follow me all over BatmanOnFilm.com, BatmanOnFilm YouTube. I've got comic book reviews, Detective. I've got movie reviews. I've got interviews with Patrick Fabian, uh, Michael Houston, Tara Strong, other people. And for all you zaddies out there, Richard Trone. Uh, there's all that stuff. So check all that stuff out there. Now I'm going to hand it over to everyone's favorite, Eric Holzman. Thank you. As you guys know, Twitter, finally 33, spell finale 33. Uh, Pete mentioned the Facebook stuff. Definitely look check us out over there. Uh, if you're in the group, uh, interact with us. I still want to know if you guys want to do the the cold shower challenge. Uh, I think that'd be fun, a fun thing we could do as a group. And maybe we'll give a prize pack for that. I'll get. I'll think of a prize pack for someone who who can actually do it. For so all you want days. people to videotape them in the shower and no, send it to you? No, just I'm why are you so weird? Out, I'm gonna. I am actually going to <laughs> rely on people being trustworthy, and I'll set up a spreadsheet, and you can just put in the how many days you took a cold shower. Uh, and because if you guys are interested in the benefits, look it up. There's it gives you more energy. It's good for your skin. All this other kind of stuff that you can the benefits you can get from taking cold showers. So. This episode of Australia Gotham is brought to you by the Water Company. <laughs> so definitely, um, if you guys are interested in that, do uh, let me know. Also, if you guys have ideas of stuff you want us to cover, uh, stuff you'd like Pete and I to do, shoot those at us as well. Uh, you know, what's that email? Been around for a It's at Straight OG Podcast. Sorry, not at Straight OG Podcast at Gmail That's what the <laughs> Twitter handle. Eric. I know I'm twittering it, twittering up everything. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, that's the email. So you guys can hit us up there or you can hit us up directly. You can hit us up on Twitter. Most of you follow our personal accounts as well. So if you guys have ideas, direct message us, uh, let us know and uh, we will consider it because yeah, that's what we do. I know Steve Helm has been big on uh, the Iceberg Lounge coming back. So Pete, we're going <laughs> to have to put Steve our Steve talk like this. Oh, me, give me nice cold beer from that Iceberg Lounge. I had the coach course lot I ever drank in my life. Yeah. Now, now Steve sounds like Bill. You're kind of merging them together. Bill, no, no, Bill's more Bill's more panicky than That's Steve, true. and it's also Miller Lite. That's true. <laughs> You're right. 
So yeah, but uh, they'll be like, Doc Prescott, what's he doing? He's throwing an interception on the field. Rachel, Def go five. That's gonna that's gonna be tonight. <laughs> that's gonna be tonight with during the game. I'm sure uh, Bill's gonna be doing some of that. But yeah, um, we're gonna work on the iceberg. We gotta work on getting guys together. We actually have had people in our group saying, do "You, I want a podcast. I want to do something. So maybe we should just throw something together, IBL based, um, and do it. And do it." Also, smart. don't forget about our Super Bowl uh, extravaganza. We are going to do that two weeks before the game, just before, just to let you guys know, uh, the amazing Chris Burke. One week. Right? One week. One week. We're two the weeks fourth, before right? right now. So February fourth was the the day we're doing it with. The isn't it two? Chris? Isn't it two weeks before the Super Bowl right now? Because oh, the yes. off week. Yes, yes, yes. Right? right. So we do it. Yeah, I thought I said that right. Okay. Anyway. Uh, the, the great uh, the Acme Packing Company's Chris Burke will be joining us to talk a little uh, football and just a little predictions and a little capes and tights. So that's good. We're we're trying to make that a little annual tradition. Yeah, let's have him on. That'd be fun. Uh, he's also See what the he also works like for. I think he also works for the local state news station now that he where he lives. So that'd be cool to um, hear how he's doing out doing with that in the sports yeah. department. Yeah, making like moves here. So yeah, over there. Oh yeah, cheese curds. Oh yeah, Rogers. <laughs> so that'll be a that will be a um, yeah. February fourth is the date we actually earmarked for that or scheduled for that. So look out for that one coming up. Uh, again, if you guys are Nick fans, any of you follow uh, all nicked up my Nick's live stream. It's every Wednesday night, usually at nine o'clock or after when the Knicks game ends. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Obviously, you should rename the show the Jaron Brunson Power Hour. <laughs> and uh, our face on Facebook Live is there as well. Do check us out. Uh, we have a little. We have fun doing that. Uh, we do a lot of complaining, but uh, <laughs> when, it, when it's the Knicks, when it's the Knicks, uh, that's what happens. So, what was the topic of complaint this week? Oh, we didn't do a show this week. Uh, Save we, yourselves the misery. No, I had I had a previous engagement I had to go to, so I could not. Oh, really? What was her name? The show. Could Don't it possibly be business. a little Sally Testerberger has found her way back into your heart? No. Oh, no. There will be no Sally Testerbergers. Oh, no more Testerbergers. She's a big old plate of Mrs. Wilson. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I think that's it. We covered everything. I don't think so. I think so. All right, so let's shut this one down. Lock it up. Lock it down. Oh, good luck to everyone who roots for whoever, for Dallas, for San Francisco, for Buffalo, for um, Cincinnati. Good luck to all your teams today. I personally don't care, but good luck to all your teams today. That's not true. You Uh, don't want the Cowboys (laughs) to win. You're totally pulled for the Niners. Don't want – yeah, well, no. America's team. You're right. I don't want them to win, but I don't – it won't bother me if they do. So that's it. Would it bother you if Tom Brady was a jet? Yes. I hope to God he's a jet. Thanks. And I hope it's the worst statistical season of his career. Isn't he a nice friend, guys? Isn't Pete nice? A nice guy. I love other people's sports misery. You're terrible. That's not true. Everyone roots against the Yankees. I want to hear shit. No one ever roots for the Yankees to win. I don't want to hear it. So I root against everybody else. (laughs) That's a very immature way to be. Like it matters. It's they're professional athletes. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> the best is like people like 
oh man, like I used to post pictures of like the opposing team's logo when the Giants lose. So people would respond later to pictures of Astros players. And I just be like, you guys get it now. <laughs> this is all fun and games. This isn't real life. It's sports. I know. Some people like defend me. I, you don't like the Giants. Like, yeah, no shit. I don't like the Giants for 36 years. <laughs> <laughs> Pete is such an antagonist. I'm just to, ahead like, of the curve. He likes to he likes to ruffle people people's feathers. It's okay. Mostly right. those who can't take a joke. It's part of your charm. <laughs> Ain't I a stink? All right. We're gonna we're really leaving this time, guys. So for Pete, I'm Eric. You're listening to Straight Out of Gotham, and we'll see you next time. Booyah!